Hello and welcome back to In Bed with Lisa, the podcast. You're in the right place for shame-free sex ed. I'm here to help busy couples to have a lot more fun in bed. And today we're talking about role play. I know some people might feel a little bit silly at this idea or self-conscious when it comes to role playing, but there's nothing to be embarrassed about. In fact, role playing can be a great way to spice things up in the bedroom and explore your fantasies in a safe and consensual way. So... Whether you're a seasoned role player or you're curious about trying it out, you are going to find something of value here. So get ready to add some excitement to your sex life and embrace your inner actor. Sit back and relax and enjoy this conversation, which was an interview with Quena and I early in the morning for his radio show on Power 98.7. And stick around to the end because I'm going to tell you how you can get your hands on two sexy date nights fully mapped out and planned for you by moi for free. But let's give you what you came for. You want to know all about roleplay? Let's dive in. So the question is, what are you willing to do? How far are you going to take it? How far are you willing to take it? when it comes to spicing things up in bed. Role play. You are the cop. You are the criminal. You are the... What's... what's You are the... You, you are the marching... Uh, <laughs> you are the protester and I'm the police. The South African police are arrest you. <laughs> oh, man. Role playing... Let's talk about that. I mean, when you think about role playing, right? In the bedroom specifically. Well, your first response as I'm doing might be to laugh about it. Like what? Um you are the nurse and I'm the patient. <laughs> you know, but how far do you take it? How far do you take it? So, um you know, maybe pretending to be a naughty little boy or a naughty little girl and you get a little spanky-wanky. I must confess, I'm, I love a little spanky-wanky. Uh, but this is not about me, right? <laughs> Sexual health expert uh, Lisa Welsh is back with us as we speak about not being yourself in the bedroom and why it can give you that leather feeling. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning, Quena. How are you? Good, and how are you? Great, thank you. Oh my goodness, you had me chuckling there, especially <laughs> imagining you're the protester being arrested. Yes, by, by the South African police wearing a red beret. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite a specific fantasy. Maybe you need to chat to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying, hey. But let's no. let's 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 talk about that. Um, What's the big difference between, if any, between sexual fantasies and, and role-playing? Or are they conjointed, as, as it were? Yeah, I think they are conjoined. So role-play is a common fantasy. Mm. It is one specific kind of fantasy that so many people have, but not very many people talk about. And I think it is because of fear of being judged. Like, we were just chuckling there, but really we're not going to be judging anybody's 
fantasy. But we can feel awkward, you know, or sometimes we don't want to reveal that darker side of us, right? When we're being honest about something we'd like to pretend to be doing, we can, you know, it makes us feel embarrassed. What if somebody thinks there's something crazy about us because we want to pretend to be, you know, the teacher and the student Mm. or, you know, like you said, the naughty boy or the naughty girl. Um, So, yeah, it is definitely a big fantasy, but it can be a tricky one to introduce. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, again, I remember when we had a conversation on this show about, um, you know, uh, role playing, well, not necessarily role playing, but uh, bondage and all these things. And a lot of black black people's like yo this thing will bring uh, bad memories about when we were arrested because now you have mm. me in handcuffs you know i'm just yeah <laughs> i'm just having backlashes of uh, those kind of things so mm. how how does a couple get into that role playing i mean and i i presume it's supposed to be fun uh, it's yeah. supposed to spice up things and just you know get get out of the realm of uh, a typical missionary in bed sex Exactly, yeah. So it's supposed to be fun and exciting. And it is a way to just explore your desires, right? So, And it can also create like a divide between you and then the you that you want to be. Because often we behave in a certain way in the bedroom because we think that is how we should be behaving or what is expected of us. So when you're role playing, it actually kind of gives you like a pass to escape, right? Escape your personality and try something different. Like that can be really fun because, you know, you can be like, well, that wasn't me. That was just me playing the role. So that allows people to try things that they wouldn't normally. So that's why it can really help to spice things up. You're not you in the bedroom anymore. Now you're, you know, this teacher with a ruler telling the student off. Or it doesn't even have to be as specific as that. We're talking about real big, you know, roles like acting out almost. But it can just be a slight shift in power dynamics. It can be, you know, pretending to be a stranger. So you're not playing a particular role. You're Mm. just not being yourself. There's so many variations on it. Mm. And, and I guess it comes down to conversation, as I said, you know, like uh, you can be like a, a dirty little girl, a dirty little boy, mm. uh, you know, and, and love a little spanky wanky right there. But yeah. the thing is, the next thing, you know, it's, it's it, the, the next person has to understand that you can't go hard. You need to have a conversation with your uh, your person, your partner, uh, mm. so that you just don't go smacking uh, the taste out of my mouth. And I'm like, oh, I thought you liked <laughs> you, I thought you liked it rough, you know. Absolutely, you're right. It has to be, it's crucial to get to approach this in a respectful way, open with lots of communication and talking about expectations and boundaries beforehand. So that's why it's good to be specific. Like what kind of roles do you want to play? What kind of scenarios do you feel comfortable with? And try establishing boundaries that both apart, that both partners agree to. So it's a consent conversation that happens beforehand. What would you like to include in this scenario? How much is too much? And with things like spanking, then that is something that really does need to be, you know, researched before. Mm. You can try, you can practice spanking outside of the bedroom and with clothes on to see how hard is too hard, how how many spanks would you like today? You know, set a <laughs> limit before you start. Um, and of course, using safe words as well. We've spoken about that before. Mm. So having a safe word, because that helps you to, like, if things become uncomfortable, right, if it's no longer a turn on or if it feels overwhelming, because sometimes when you're in this fantasy world, you're you're in this, you know, world that you're creating in your imagination, you don't always know the direction that it's going to go in, even if you've set 
boundaries beforehand. So having a safe word just helps you to say, okay, actually, no, that's too much. Let's stop. <laughs> you know, it just gives you like a get out of jail free card. But, but also, Lisa, on, on, on a more serious note, how, how, mm. how, how do you introduce the scenarios as fantasies? Because conversations about sex um, are not the easiest to have. Right, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the when and where and how. I mean, um, you know, it's it's it, it's almost tricky, and especially if it's something new that you're trying to introduce into the relationship. Absolutely, it is difficult. Talking about sex is really hard. So there's a couple of ways that people can do it. And one of them could be literally like I was listening to Greta this morning and he was talking about role play. It sounded really fun. Maybe that's something we could explore together. What do you think? So it's more of a collaboration. There's no pressure on that other person. Um, And it's something that you want to do together to enhance your experience and boost your intimacy. So it's not just like, I want to do this. It's it's something that you're invi- you're inviting them to come on a journey, um, or you could say if there's a specific fantasy that you have, you could say you know I could, I read an article about an affair between a photographer and a model, and it kind of made me feel really hot. I'd love to reenact that with you, you know. Just, so it's like being specific and inviting inviting somebody to try something but it doesn't even have to be like Mm. full on like okay right you act as the model i'm going to get the camera because you don't have to start when you're when you're playing with role play it doesn't have to be fully acted out initially it can just be Mm. sexting right you could be sexting each other in character Mm. pretending to be to pretending to be those people you could then try some visualization right or just talking about it during sex during intimate moments you could say Oh, tell me about, tell me about the, you know, the, tell me about how bad you've been, you know, or you're pretending to be the teacher while you're being intimate. So you're just, you're not actually acting out, mm. you're speaking it out. You're just whispering little snippets of things to get the visualization, to get the imagination going and see how that feels, right? And then you can take it all the way into a full-blown alter ego. Some people love that. Some people have like this other person that they almost become in the bedroom and that makes them feel really empowered and sexy and allows them to do things that they didn't, you know, that they wouldn't normally do. And then you can move into the realm of outfits and, you know, props and things like that. So you don't have to go all in immediately. You can just test the water and see how everybody feels. You know what I find tricky, Lisa, is that men and women, we've got two different fantasies. And I think that's when uh, when you're talking in a heterosexual relationship that it becomes mm-hmm. a little bit tricky because my fantasies could be completely different uh, from uh, my partner's fantasies. You know, I'll be, mm. she'll be fantasizing about uh, being rescued by a firefighter. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, you know, fantasizing about having a menage a trois with twins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, those are common fantasies too. But actually, I wouldn't be so quick to to think that um, women have totally different fantasies than men. Mm. In fact, we all have a totally unique set of fantasies based on lots of different things, not just gender. That you know, you can't ever assume what somebody's fantasy might be. So that's why it's important to actually make sure that you're creating a shame-free space to allow mm. people to tell you what they really want to try. Because otherwise, we will only tell each other what we think we should be fantasizing about. That's the reality. We're so conditioned to, you know, not be um, embarrassed by our fantasies. We're so worried about Mm. being shamed. 
that we won't even tell the truth when it comes to fantasies. Like, you know, you're talking to your partner, what do you, what do you fantasize about? They're going to tell you, they're often going to tell you what they think they should be fantasizing about, what they think you want to hear. That is the sad truth. So by taking it slowly in mm. baby steps and being non-judgmental and encouraging, over time, you can start to unpack these fantasies and, you know, what, and the things that people would like to role play. Because initially, that can be very vulnerable to say, actually, I would really love it if you did this and if you pretended to be that. And if, if you do have a completely different fantasy mm. than your partner, then is there a way that you can compromise and take turns so there's space for mm. everybody? Mm. 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 I love that. I love that. So, so I, I mean, once that, that, that comfort level has been reached, I mean, it can even be taken as far as actually acting it out where, mm. you know, I would rock up in my SAPS police uniform. <laughs> 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 And start stripping for for hair, you know, and mm-hmm. accuse her of being a member of the Red Berets, and <laughs> so you're yeah. under arrest. So I, I think it goes down to that point where, uh, and the common ones that, as we've mentioned, you know, the teacher, student, doctor, patient, mm-hmm. uh, prison guard, prisoner, you know, and 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 so on and so forth. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, those ones are very common. Those are really common. And you can take it that far. And like I said, as long as you have a safe word, there's really nothing to stop you from doing that. You know, um, and it can be small props that actually get you into the mood. You can start with just like one little thing you're wearing that, that triggers to your partner that, oh, I see, she's being her alter ego today. Mm. <laughs> Maybe you're wearing, you know, stilettos to bed. And then you know, oh, she's being she's in the dominatrix role today. So when you get to that point when the conversations have been had, if you're in a you know, in a committed relationship where you understand what's happening, then it doesn't always have to be a big conversation. It can be like a little like ah, an indication that this is something that you'd like to bring into the intimacy space tonight. Zero eight six one nine eight seven triple zero tweets at Power FM nine eight seven or directly at Marara Moabelo in conversation with Lisa Walsh, a sexual health expert. We're talking about how to role play in bed and not be embarrassed about it. Because one thing that uh, and, and and I think that's why we actually uh, have constantly been doing this on Power Up is that mm-hmm. uh, there's a certain level of embarrassment in talking about sex and and, and this sort of issues. Uh, so. Talking about the issue of, uh, uh, you know, embarrassment and being, uh, yeah. uh, you know, and, and, and dealing with, with it. We, we did say that take it slowly, introduce it, find the, the safe space to talk about. Like maybe um, watching television and you're watching a TV show. It, it makes it easier to start a conversation, isn't it, Lisa? Yeah, Definitely. Yeah, so you're just finding an in. And that can actually be a really interesting way to discover more about yourself as a sexual being. Because if there's something that you see that actually gets you feeling like, oh, that was, that was kind of hot. You know, you watch a movie and you think that was, that was kind of sexy. Then that is the perfect way to actually open a conversation with your partner, right? Because that's the, that's the tricky thing, the shyness, the actually admitting it. So rather than just saying, actually, I'd really like to role play that, you could say, oh, that was kind of what did you think like oh that kind of turned me on that can be a big deal for you to say to your partner and it can be fun for your partner to hear because ultimately we're learning about ourselves and each other all of the time like our sexual um, personalities are continually growing and unfolding so if you create a shame-free space where you can actually say these little things and see how they're received 
right? Because if you mm. say to your partner, oh, that was kind of hot, and they like look at you and say, oh, you're, you're disgusting, <laughs> then that's going to be really difficult to mm. move forward from, right? Mm, mm. So always be conscious of, of how you respond to each other in those kinds of moments, because it takes so much courage to speak up about these things. But if your partner does say something like that, can you encourage them? Can you thank them for being vulnerable? And can you, can you like say, oh, maybe we could, maybe we could pretend that, you know, we're in that position later. Or, you know, mm. it's, those are the ways. It's finding those segues into a role play conversation. D- does it differ, um, Lisa, if one is in a committed relationship or in, in a, a non-committed relationship? Because I can imagine that if you've been married for 18 years, uh, and then suddenly you're like, let's play cops and robbers. This mm. person is going to look at you like, and then? <laughs> and then this one? Where did you see this thing? So, uh, you know, d- does does it differ where you are in a relationship that is non-committed or still young, uh, uh, but also in relationships that, uh, as I say, you've been married for years, and then suddenly mm. you, you want to spice up things because uh, the spice does uh, fall away uh, when you've been married for years. So how do you even yeah. start that sort of a conversation? And what's the big difference if it's, it's a, mm. a non-committed relationship or a committed relationship that has been going on for a while? That's a really good point, because in a casual situation, you might not go down the route of role play because things are so new and fresh and exciting. However, there's nothing to stop you from doing it if it feels right. And if everybody's consenting, then you can definitely include it. But I love what you're alluding to there is the fact that in a longer term committed relationship, it's difficult to introduce something at that point because you've both become You know, you've both got a set of expectations about what sex looks like in your relationship and about one another. We that's that's actually what makes relationships stale. When we start to assume we know Mm. everything about each other, we assume that we know what's going to happen in the bedroom. That is exactly what causes the spice to to wane, as you just said. Mm. And so that's actually why role play is good, because role play lets you escape from those expectations. If you always know that, oh, yeah, he's going to do that now and then I'm going to do this and then it'll mm. all be over. And then it's done and then, oof. Yeah, but mm. if you're pretending to be other people, it brings in that sense of anticipation and, you know, excitement because you don't know what are they going to do next. Well, now that he's being the policeman, maybe he's going to be more assertive. Or mm. now that she's being the nurse, maybe she's going to touch my body in a way she doesn't normally touch mm. me. It brings in that sense of excitement and the the erotic is awakened again. So although it is tricky because you've got these expectations of one another, it is worth having those awkward, you know, they they can feel awkward. It's worth having those conversations Mm. because it can help you to unlock a deeper level of fun and intimacy. How important is it to have or to engage in, let's call it aftercare, right? When the scene is done, when the sex is over, uh, you know, you, you, you're satisfied. The experience, is, mm. is it done or is it still part of it to say, let's have a talk. Let's engage in some sort of aftercare, which is essentially an emotional and physical check-in following mm. that, that kind of an experience. Yeah, it is essential. You're completely right. It's so good to always take some time just to warm down together afterwards, no matter what the sexual activity has been, but particularly in role play and fantasies when you have 
maybe entered areas you haven't before. So you're doing things you haven't done together before because it can make you feel, you know, it can bring up insecurities. It can bring up like a little bit of worry. Are they, you know, what do they think of me now? Are they judging me now that I did that thing that I don't normally do? It can just leave us feeling a little bit vulnerable. So taking that time, that aftercare together afterwards just helps everybody feel secure again, grounded again. It's a time to discuss what you enjoyed and anything you'd rather change, right? So if you think, actually, next time, I'd really prefer it if you didn't do that. Of course, we've got the safe word so that that can stop play at any time. But if there's anything you think, okay, next time I'd rather not repeat that or next time I'd rather not go down that route, but I really loved it when you did this. I would love it if you could do more of that. You know, talk about the things that worked and the things that didn't and just reassure one another that it's okay. Yes, we did this thing. It was pretty edgy. It was kind of funny. This was funny. Yes, I laughed when that happened. You know, so it's like a little bit of a debrief. I mean, and that Mm. doesn't have to happen immediately afterwards. The conversation doesn't have to happen immediately afterwards. As you said, it can be, you know, hugging. It can be having a snack. It can be like taking a bath. If you're spanking, then maybe you need to take care of, you know, a little sore bottom. (laughs) There are those things that you need that you might need to do so aftercare isn't one size fits all in conversation with Lisa Walsh, a sexual health expert, we talk about how to role play in bed and not be embarrassed about it um, but also you know uh, as we wind on the conversation Lisa uh, in, in your line of work do you find that more people are open to this or do they need most likely services of uh, like yours as a, as a, as a uh, sexual health expert to help start these conversations in a situation where a couple is not able to start the conversations themselves. Is it important or imperative mm. to bring in someone like you to help start in this conversation? So this is something, it, it depends on the individual. But really, I think just encouragement to know that this is normal right to validate and normalize people's experiences if you want to pretend to be a porn star if you want to pretend to be a voyeur or a queen or a massage therapist or any of those things it's okay and normal right so yes there are people like myself who are here to support people in achieving their sexual goals right but it can be as simple as just hearing that it's okay it is normal and just take a baby step because you can do it and you deserve to experience the kind of fun sex that that you want you know so we all deserve to have that so yeah that's what i would just want everybody who's listening to just take away that they it's okay role play is normal and it's fun Mm. (laughs) give it a try and and start the conversation i think as we wind down the conversation that's exactly it start the conversation speak to your partner be comfortable about it um and don't make it awkward you know definitely and and that's that's the important thing yeah you know, actually, that's a good thing to end on as well, that it's okay to feel silly and ridiculous. And, it, you know, it's okay to be funny. If you're doing something totally different, if you're changing what you're wearing and behaving differently, it's going to feel weird and awkward. So embrace it. Just think this is funny, but this is exciting. Just like the very first time you had sex with your partner, it probably felt a bit weird and awkward and you maybe fumbled a little bit. And that was part of the beauty of it. That was what was so great. That's what kept you coming back for more. So 
So like allow that to be the reality. Let it be silly. You know, have the conversation anyway and take those baby steps if mm. you feel like trying role playing. And, and I mean, I, I was reading up uh, uh, on this that uh, the more advanced role players even take their characters on the, uh, out of the bed, uh, bedroom and on the road, yeah. which is even more exciting, you know, where you arrange to meet up, like you meet yeah. up a stranger. I mean, whoo, okay. That is hot. Mm, Yeah, so date night, (laughs) date night, but you don't you don't go together, right? You meet each other there, and it's like, oh, hello, like, or book a hotel. Why not take it all the way there if you can? You know, Mm. just. It's really the limit is only your imagination. I love that. I love that. Lisa, thank you so much for always making time to speak to us. Appreciate it. Uh, um, how do we get in touch with you? How do people find you and uh, get uh, and interact with you? You can find me at inbedwithlisa.com or inbedwithlisa on social media. I never know where I'm going to be because social media likes to shut me down. I was just about to say that I saw you. They shut you down after our last conversation. Yes, I know. Twitter seems to be okay. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for always making time to speak to us. Lisa Welsh, who is a sexual health expert. And I'm I'm just wondering, I mean... uh, fantasies, conversations, but are we as black people open to that? Role-playing, um, where you, you dress up like a, I don't know. Um, I mean, I've been using the, 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 the SAPS example, but like a nurse, a doctor, and then, you know, a dentist and get an oral examinations. See what I did there? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but do you do you do you honestly act act these things out? Do you do things, or are we boring? Uh, lack of better phrasing, but also as I'm saying, if you have been in a relationship for a while, it, it I can I, I can bet it's not the easiest thing to try and do, eh? To actually start a conversation, uh, to say, you know, let's meet up. Uh, you you go somewhere else and I rock up there and act like a stranger and then we're going to pretend like we're having a one-night stand kind of a vibe, you know? That would be cool because, you know, you, you, you're having a conversation with your person but fantasies. But also, you know, depending on how secure you are in your relationship because the next thing... I'm saying let's role play. You are the nurse, and then mututlum butsa korheba tung. Uboni nurse efinya no, you know how? Kimango no mona ya nungo watle kibeya neki dressa apelaki en. How li teacher oh continuance you know? So it it depends on how safe and secure you are in a relationship that you can start those conversations. And I mean some of them uh, and most common ones. Uh, as we mentioned with Lisa, uh, teacher, student, doctor, patient. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure about the, the step mom and step son. <laughs> I'm here for the step wife, but hey, you know, uh, sleep over, uh, you know, in a club. Uh, I don't know about boss employee, but I, I, it, it's it's one of the most common uh, uh, role playing uh, fantasies, you know. And remember, the other time we had a conversation where uh, we spoke about something similar, but said most people who are like, for instance, bosses at a workplace when they role play, they want to play a more 
smaller role because they're used to being in power. So when they, 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 they get home, they want to play the submissive role, be tied up and get a little spanky-wanky. Well, I hope you enjoyed that interview. I hope it gave you a chuckle like it did for me, but I think it did have a lot of value. What did you think? Are you curious to try roleplay? Did this inspire you to give it a go? Come and let me know on Twitter at InBedWithLisa. But before we had that interview, I promised that I would give you access to two sexy date nights completely for free, all mapped out by me. These are designed for busy couples who literally don't have time to like do the planning. And without the planning, it never happens. Is that you? Then head over to my website, InBedWithLisa.com forward slash guide inbedwithlisa.com forward slash guide and you can get your hands on two sexy date plans i've mapped them out so you can just take all of the credit you don't even need to tell your partner that you're doing this right you can say hey be ready for me later at 7 p.m you know then you just take all the credit you don't even need to tell them seriously i've got tips on those date plans for how to get your partner on board whether you tell them or not Mm -mm. I'm here for you. I want you to have more fun in bed. That's why I'm so glad that you're sticking around because that is my mission in life. I don't think it's going to change the world for real. Because if more people are having good sex, then we're going to be happier. And you know, happy people make a happy world. I know that is not the phrase, but that is our phrase. I'm going to claim it. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. I'm already excited for next week. I want to hear what you thought of this one and who you would like me to interview, what conversations you want to have on this podcast. So be sure to let me know on Twitter at InBedWithLisa. Until then, happy sexploring and I'll see you next time. Bye.